Penn State. And we were discussing, we got off into the middle of the Saints awareness. Things that the Saints need to be aware of according to the Word of God. And we stopped off at going into 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And in that chapter, uh, it says, Now this I said, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So that tells me that we cannot spend a whole lot of time pampering on our flesh and our fleshly desire. Neither do corruption inherit incorruption. So that means we got to get out of us before that time get here. Behold, I show you a mystery, something that is hidden. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, of the shall sound and the dead shall rise incorruptible and we shall be changed for this corrupt must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality and we so when this corruption shall have been put on incorruption and this mortal shall be to have put on immortality then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written. Death has been followed up in Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thank be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, beloved brother, be steadfast. Look what the condition that God wants you to be in. Be steadfast. Be unmovable. Always abiding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So we got to be steadfast and unmovable in this walk with God. In this chapter, the verses that we read, it goes on to say, uh, this does not decay and perish. And that, that which decay and perish cannot inherit the imperishable and everlasting. When we speak of the word mystery, it's a secret. Well kept. It refers to a closed or shut up, a locked up or hidden and unknown. So guess what? What God has, can't nobody get it out of God until God get ready to reveal it. This ain't it. And then he said, it's a mystery. Guess what? Even with the knowledge of what you know was supposed to happen, it is a mystery until you experience it. But it's a hope. It is a hope that we hope to be able to make that change at the time that God Unveil this mystery. Change. No change. 
situation to another. This is not the change we're talking about. But being transformed is the change that we got to look forward to. We got to make the changes in our flesh while we are here now to make this change to be transformed when Christ come back. Change from being earthly to being heavenly. This would happen in an instant. No time to do anything. No time to think about anything. You got to be ready. He has told us in his word, everything has got to be ready. Your life got to be ready. It's got to be in order because the time of departure will be on a schedule without any delay. Wow. No, no second, no second uh, chance. Uh, you don't get, you don't get a, a replacement flight on this call. You got to be ready. And it should, it, it, it should uh, uh, prompt us to view ourselves and say, Lord, help me be ready for, for your coming. Your corrupt flesh must qualify for a body of incorruption. You and I must qualify for this event that's to take place, this awesome event to take place. Nobody has never known or heard, they heard about Enoch leaving here, but no one on the face of the earth that we have read about outside of Enoch has experienced this awesome change. There are others that went to the grave that may have experienced getting up out of the grave or uh, uh, resurrecting out of the grave, but nobody experienced this awesome change in life that was living but Enoch. I said Enoch. I refrain from that. Because Enoch was taken up, so was Elijah. But it's something that ought to draw our attention that we want to experience this change that, that takes place that God take us where he is. Well, the time of departure going to go on schedule. You know the old saying, ready or not. Here I come. Your corruptible flesh is going to have to qualify. It's going to have to be able to be made pure, holy, and full of righteousness. Ain't nobody hellbound going to glory. Ain't nobody practicing hellish ways going to glory. You ain't going to be a hellraiser of 
time pleasing your flesh and people. Pleasing your flesh for it is an act of disqualification. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. You don't want all of your church life to be in vain and not qualify for the change to go to glory. This is an awareness that all saints need to be aware of. This change is going to happen with us or without us. So if you want it to happen with you, preparation time is now. We got to be prepared. And, and you can see that as we get closer and closer to these uh, 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 events in time, that it, 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 it is calling for us to even be even closer and closer to God as we can get. And the only way that we can get closer and closer to God as we can get, we got to do some modification. We got to mod modify this old flesh. Amen. So take notice. It tells you it's a mystery. It's a secret. It's a secret of truth. And an even decree by the hidden purpose or counsel of God. Nobody knows when it's going to happen but God. And you got to be ready. You got to tell yourself, or you got to tell God, Lord, I ain't planning on you catching me off, God. Amen. We shall not all fall asleep in death. But even at that, but we shall all be changed. That means transformed. That's why you got to work on transforming of the renewing of your mind now. Amen. Let us please run to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Sleep in Jesus will God bring with him for this. I'm a 
this in this pastor scripture. Boy, I know some have had that idea, and I know it because it's been taught, it's been said in the church. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. They are asleep. They are not in glory. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Now, if he raising the dead in Christ to rise first, that means you did not go to heaven. But you will go at the appointed time. Where God has the dead at now is between the dead and God. Thessalonians 
was wondering what happened to the many saints that passed away in their time. Paul wanted them to know that the dead is not the end of the story. Death is not the end of the story because there is a great getting up day. There's a song they call No Greater Love, speaking of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. When Jesus went to the cavern to save a rich like me, the, the songwriter said, that's love. They hung him high, they stretched him wide. He hung his head and for me he died. Now that's love. Now, that wasn't the end of the story. Why? Because he had a great getting up day. Three days later, he rose again. And the same thing has to happen to the saints that die in Jesus Christ. They got to be risen. Therefore, death is not the end of the story of your life. If you are in Christ Jesus, when you, when death to arise and events take all this tragic turn, we still have this hope in the promise of the resurrection. Therefore, we should comfort and reassure one another with this great hope of love. It's going to be, think about it, if folks is already going to heaven, it sounds like it's going to be more than one resurrection. Look at how many resurrections got to happen. Look at how many raptures got to take place. So we need to get an understanding that we don't know who's going to help. We don't know how God orchestrated that thing in the, in the Old Testament. But in the Old Testament, he was dealing with the nation of Israel. Here in the New Testament, Jesus Christ is dealing with everybody. Whosoever will believe. Amen. I know there's a whole lot of folks be saying, Lord, I'm ready to go. Come and get me. He ain't coming to get you yet. He's coming to get all. That makes sense. Yeah. Amen. chapter 5 verses 1 next chapter over he said but of the time and the season brethren you have no need that I write unto you but yourself know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, sudden destruction come upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. Now, personally, I hope that in somewhere in here, there, the church has been distracted but when just in case it have not you still got to endure to the end 
But he said, but you, brethren, are not in darkness. That's why it's good to know the, the word of the Lord. That's why it's good to, 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 to make sure that you keep your Holy Ghost in working order. You are not in darkness. That that day should overtake you as a thief. Oh. So that day gonna come, but you gotta be ready when that day comes. So it tells us to be prepared at all times. You are of the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Oh, we got to watch. We got to stay alert. And we got to be sober minded. Not walking around like we drunk or don't know what's going on. But they that sleep, sleep it in the night. And they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love. And for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to attain salvation by our Lord and Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we be waked or sleep, we should live together. Somebody need to say together. Live yeah. together with him. We going in this thing together. You ain't going one by one. You might get stored in your sleeping place one by one, but you won't go to glory one by one. We going together if we're going. So we need to make sure that we understand. And I know that we all done had loved ones that has passed on. If they died in Christ, the Bible said they are asleep. So I'm going to leave it as though that they taking a nap. They taking a nap until Christ come back because their work is done. Their labor is over, is what it means. They ain't, they ain't toiling anymore. They are waiting on the king to come and get them. That makes sense? Time. 
didn't show up. And you ain't gonna be able to make no last minute adjustment. That's why he told you to be ye ready. For the Lord will return suddenly and unexpectedly. So warning us to be ready at a moment notice. The day of the Lord is a future time. When God would intervene directly and dramatically in world affairs. His day will be will include both punishment and blessing. Some gonna be blessed and some ain't. Some gonna be saved and some ain't. Christ would judge sin and set up his eternal kingdom. As we near the end of our long race of life, we are tried, we are tired, we have aches, and we have pain. Endurance gets short, our endurance gets short wind. We act like we just can't go another mile of the way. We act like we want to fall out of the race half the time. Sometimes we do fall out. It just so happens, like the pastor said, some of us get back in the race before anybody know you fell out. You get short wind. And you are ready to quit. I don't care what happened. Don't you quit on salvation. Regardless of the fault that you make, don't quit. There is no reward in quitting. There's no recovery in quitting. You can make it if you try. Then at the right moment, a saint will come along. God will send somebody your way. And give you a word of encouragement. At that point of finishing, at that point when you get ready to collapse along your way, somebody bring you a word. Because see, if you belong to God, He's going to give you every available opportunity to recover and be saved. He's going to give you every available opportunity for repentance, he's going to send somebody by to bring you a word that's going to stir you, and guess what? Now it's going to be left up to you to grab hope to the word that you receive. And tell yourself, I need to get up a minute. I need to take off these great clothes because I ain't about ready to die. God ain't came yet and I got to push on. I got to get over what I'm going through. Tell yourself, I'm not the only one that's going through. I got to get up and, 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 and refresh myself what I'm going through. Amen. Amen. So, it ain't over yet. 
yourself. Get back in the race. The race is not given to the strong nor the swift. But unto him that endures to the end. You're still in the race. Won't stop running. Might get a little windy. Keep your legs moving. Run in place. So you can get your wind back. Take off again. Hey man. We gone. Go into the time spoken of of God by the prophet. We are still dealing with preparing yourself for the next phase. Now we're going into the, the sub, one of the subtopics of time spoken of of God by the prophets. We'll start off by going to Joel chapter 2. Lord 
Posse came in twofold. On the day of Pentecost, when God poured out his spirit of the Holy Ghost, pronounced by Peter, was part of the first fold. The second fold is he speak unto the coming judgment and mercy, which will go hand in hand. If the people of God repent, the Lord will save them from the judgment and the catastrophic events to happen. God's intention is to heal and not to destroy. However, we must accept his salvation or perish with the unrepentant. The outpouring of the Holy Ghost would be a joy, comfort to the believer. But to the unbeliever and unrighteousness, the day of the Lord will view as a great and terrible day of the coming of the Lord. It will usher in with wonders in heaven. It will what it will be in heaven and in earth. Blood, fire, pillars of smoke, the turning of the sun into darkness, and the moon into blood. Sound like a universal change in nature. Well, God will perform it down to the letter. God shows signs to let you know his word is true and it will be done as God has said. Since the verse of Joel prophecy has been fulfilled on the day of Pentecost and it's continuing unto this day, it should lead you to believe the latter part of the prophecy will come to pass also. Then we can't dismiss this as a short uh, sighted myth. But if this day is indeed coming, then we ought to consider how we lead our life. And you can, uh, you can reference to what Joel was speaking of in Revelation 6, verses 12 through 16. Amen. So, the blessing that was taken away from uh, Israel uh, in judgment of Judah was to be restored when they repent. If Jerusalem cannot reap the blessings of God unless they repent or be restored if they repent, same way as America. And they had to repent, and repent mean, don't mean just you sorry, repent means you gotta turn back to God. They have gotta reach the point that they gonna turn back to God. And after, then it said after, then the restoration of Israel will take place. Then comes the great outpouring of the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. Years later, it came and it continued on to the present time. Amen. It's poured out from a well that never runs dry. Jesus stood up on the great day of the feast. He that believeth on me, 
take place, guess what? It always be the change. Let's run over to Revelation chapter six and read what it has to say on it. Of uh, 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 Joel, Revelation six verse twelve. You can not run over there right quick. Need it, we'll get it. And then 
said, of John said, and who gonna be able to stand? Who gonna be able to resist it? Who gonna be able to overcome it? Nobody. Now you see how we as people of God don't need to overlook the word of God at all. Stop thinking that the Old Testament is dead because it's not. Amen. Hey, El. Yes, sir. On that, and after, I need to, while you're there, I need to go back to uh, John and remember that there's just going to be a remnant saved, and you can see why all this stuff here going on. Yes, sir. A few people saved. There's going to be a few people saved, Pastor. Uh, yeah, and, and a lot of folks think they got it made. They don't. They ain't got it made. They have not paid attention to what the Bible said. This book is not written as a storybook. This book is not written for entertainment. This book is written for your life. So it's like it's like the days of Noah. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because them Noah was a hundred and twenty years. There's no telling how long that great day of the Lord will last. Because only God knows. <laughs> Say that again, Pastor. Because that man preached for a hundred and twenty years, and nobody listened. Amen. And now, that, and like when they say the great day of the Lord, that don't mean it's just going to be a day. It's going to be over nope. in a day. It ain't going to be over in a day. That's a time period. And then there, was, then there was, was it, 40 years later before the water subsided. Everything is that. Wow. We think that uh, we got to play with this. Somebody got a question. So the church is not going to be raptured when this happens? We, we don't know. We don't know. We're hoping so because when, when we got to remember, when we first got in the church, they told us we'd be gone before the stuff we saw. Right. And we still here. Right. <laughs> so, so can you say So you said that people people I, I heard we heard of the rocks and all that, but you said that people go they gonna be just a few people be saved? He said a remnant, when you compare all the folks on the, on the earth, God said they're going to be a small number of folks saved. That's what oh. he was talking about in Duel, the 28th chapter. Oh. Realize a few is thousands upon thousands upon thousands according to Revelation. Remember, there's oh, okay. millions of people on the planet. Think about all the people that's on the planet Earth. It's quite a bit. <laughs> so, I mean, when it say few, you know, they may be in the Thousands upon thousands out of a billion. Yeah, and you look at all. <laughs> don't be like a handful. <laughs> and you got to look at all the people that have passed through the earth. Right. It's right. not just in this generation, but 
all the people that have passed through there. Sure. But the amount of people well, he's gonna raise up and the amount that is still left to be saved oh, to God right. is gonna be a small nucleus. Okay. Right. Because he gotta raise up all the prophets. He's <laughs> gonna raise all those that, you know, were saved under the, the mission. Uh, and, and, and see and, and the ones, the saints that died in the Lord under the new covenant because so, yeah. uh, he got the ones under the old covenant when he, when he, when Jesus was resurrected remember the dead the dead uh, were walking around town right and so my my assumption is that when he left he took them back with him because they left oh yes so he raised right. them from the dead already. He, he raised some. Remember when he got up? When you read that account, the Easter right. account, the dead were walking around town. Folks saw their dead relatives and they walked around town. Oh, okay. And there were no ghosts. We're not gonna be able to count the number. No, we won't. So I mean, we can kind of give that philosophy like we're going to be in the camp how many no, saved yeah. we were in the camp? Uh, we ain't going to be able to know because <laughs> yeah. uh, the thing about it God going to look at the heart oh, he looks right. at the heart and then because people can do stuff out of rituals and habits but that don't mean their heart is involved and see that's why you know the the the, the, uh, the uh, uh, stage of church we came up in that's why folks were faking and shaking they could come to church and look and act like they say when they left they did everything else or they act uh, uh, act another way when they were around certain other folks right so say he, he knows the heart I'm on okay down to Daniel I'll go back and get Isaiah in a minute but I want to get to Daniel and right now, Daniel chapter 12. We're still dealing with the, with the old prophets. Daniel 12 verses 1 through 9. Now we're reading this. It just just really stuck out as the time that, that, that we are now approaching. And it even, in there, it even speaks of uh, the 144, see, faith, it's 144,000 that's just going to be Jews. Mm -hmm. It says in the Daniel chapter 12, it said, and and I need you to take notice before I start at the very word, because I'm going to go through some of them at the very word of at that time. And at that time, shall Michael stand up, the great prince, which standeth for the children of thy people. He was talking, he was talking to Daniel. And there shall be a time of trouble. Such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. Bob. Oh, 
church is gone. Chapter 13. Number two, at that time. 